Cheers, mate. How you doing? <laughs> Good. How about you? Shit, I am I am decent. That took me a little longer than I thought. Sorry about that. What's going on in India? We had some semblance of some rains for the past weekend. <laughs> Man, I tell you, I'm worried about you guys. I don't know how that works. You know, over here, we just don't have that many people. So, you know, one way or another, we can make do. You guys, whoo, lordy. Think about it, John. Yesterday, I drove to what you would call in Oklahoma, like the country. Right. And it took, it was about a 10 mile drive one way and back. It took me about three hours to do it. Wow. Couldn't you run that, run that in the same amount of time? (laughs) I'm pretty sure you could. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the reason, the reason I don't live in Los Angeles is I lived there when I was about maybe 19 or 20 years old. I don't remember truthfully. It was in that range. And, uh, and we this these two girls and I lived in Pasadena, which is just outside mm-hmm. of, of there. You may have heard of the Rose Bowl. That's where they do it in Pasadena. Cute little town. You just couldn't get into the city. And and I, I would be like, it doesn't even matter if you want to act. How do you get to a job when you get the job? Because I was able to get work. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, I was I was always been pretty lucky that way. <clears throat> but getting in and out, you'd have to leave at four thirty or five in the morning to get there by a seven o'clock shoot, and you only live twenty five minutes away by normal people's time. Yeah, it was just crazy. That's why yeah. I don't live there. San Francisco, you could get anywhere because you were walking or using the trolleys or the buses. They had mm-hmm. superb transportation. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, like think about all the corporate, like the multinational companies that actually have cabs to pick up their employees from their homes, right? right. So that yeah. cab basically say it's an eight seater, it picks up eight people, right. but they pick them up starting about two and a half hours before their shift starts. So it means that these kids at times spend about five hours or four hours just traveling back and forth, commuting, commuting because it's free and the company pays for it then they spend another 10 hours at the office come home there's just enough time to have a meal and go to sleep and do this all over again yeah and we wonder why they're burning out why do they not want to do that (laughs) (laughs) you know i i owned my own company so i was okay with working that much what i could not do on the los angeles freeway is i just sat there and went look at how much of life i'm wasting Oh, yeah. And I was smart enough to see that before I was 20 years old. I mean, I could, I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, New York, New York, you can get around fairly easy. I'm always, so if, you know, if Google's coming to your town, you have to offer them a package to get them there. You yeah. know, how about Google offering you a package to help build some infrastructure so their people mm-hmm. can get around? I mean, it's, we are so upside down on how that works. Um, I, I, I don't understand because you go, well, you don't want to lose them. And you go, you sure? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a story about, I think it's Butte, Montana. And I don't remember what company it was, wanted to come in there and the presentations went well. They got along with the city council. Everybody agreed on everything. And then the last meeting, whoever the company was, and it was a major one said, well, what are you going to give us for incentives? And they said, Oh, well, well, we just assumed that you wanted the best of everything like we have for the people that already live here, that you'd want that for your employees. 
So wouldn't you want to kick into the economy and, and have some taxes paid so the roads don't fall apart and, and the schools mm-hmm. aren't subsistent? And it worked. They stayed. No oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I don't, it's just modern way of doing business. We're, we're stuck on the stadium deal here. And, and I have people go, right, but that's just the way it works. The rich get richer. And I go, okay. I mean, did you hear what you just said? Like that, that and, cannot I, be the status quo. And how the right. hell are people just so complacent of fucking content <laughs> to just have that be it? Like there are so many times where I try to tell people about like, oh, they did this this way in Oklahoma. And they'll be like, yeah, right. we can't do that. This is India. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. That's why I'm fucking giving right. you a new idea. <laughs> right. I'm, not taking a, okay. I'm not taking a shit on anything. <laughs> right. I know I told you this when I was over in cheese school in Ireland. And they said, mm-hmm. you don't have to wait till you're Ameri- in America to do something great. And everyone in there was like, yeah, you do. Can't do it here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like burned into your yeah. brain that this is it. Right. I don't know if um, at this point in history, obviously we're at a crux, like something, something pendulum swing is going to get ready to happen. And, and I think the uh, car companies on strike is a pretty good example of that. And the actors that have never gone back to work. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we seem to be at that point and I don't know which way that goes, but, uh, but, but something's happening. And, and the big thing is, is what I liked, what the um, unions did is they tied what they asked for an increase to what the president got of their company. Yep. They go, if they got a 40% increase in the last five years, we should get a 40% increase because before that we were cutting our wages. And mm-hmm. you sit there and go, okay, if they've done nothing else, they have shown how stupid that is. That one yep. person, as if that one person came up with the idea, you and I both know in some boardroom somewhere, some person presented that idea that they stole from somebody under them. <laughs> and a couple of people got to take the big, huge, gigantic check from it. Sounds like something someone called Doug or Steve would have come up with. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm interested to see how that how that plays out. I mean, I really am. They there would have um I don't understand when when during COVID the car companies were making enormous money. Mm-hmm. Why they didn't throw the laborers a bone is just beyond me. No, oh, yeah. You know, and, and car companies no longer run America. It used to be in business school here. Um, what they would say is how Detroit goes, so goes America. And then yeah. when Detroit basically fell mm-hmm. to the Japanese, which they did, and now we build mm-hmm. cars all over the country, or, or not we, other countries have built stuff all yeah. over the country because it, Nobody gets to say they're not American. They go, I got more American stuff there than my Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's a good, it's a good move. It's good. Um, but so that theory has gone now. The, the so goes America on Detroit. So I don't, um, yeah. I'm interested to see if these guys are powerful enough to do anything. Cause some of the arguments are a little weird where we don't want to lose labor because we're moving into um, electric vehicles and you go, you're going to lose labor. <laughs> they they just can't yeah. keep people on the clock not doing anything that that argument doesn't sell but most of the other ones do i mean it really they really do like think about all the new opportunities and new technologies that create new jobs that right. left un, unaddressed you basically have 
that immigration problem where you need to bring people from other countries that are able to fill in that little gap in employment too. Right. Like, I don't know. We I... Go ahead. Oh, we were sitting through a meeting uh, on Friday where it was basically a, an Australian company that was trying to outsource some back-end work to a firm here in Bangalore. And do you know what right. the damn thing was, the requirement? It was huh. for students who are writing exams, they just point right. a camera and we make sure they don't cheat. That's the fucking job that they were outsourcing. I was like, isn't there someone who could just stand in the fucking classroom? <laughs> I was like, what is up with your population? <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so they would do AI to see if they're moving side to side or, you know, I, mean, yeah, I, I can see how they could build. Wow. Initially, they would basically just pay someone a couple of dollars here to just sit and stare at their monitor and make right. notes as to who's doing what. So that's about it. Eh? Yeah. Why would, yeah. God, that's Not crazy. even AI. It's human guy. <laughs> People in Bangalore wow. just sitting and staring at a screen. <laughs> wow. Okay, so what I would tell you, I'm not saying I cheated on things, but I cheated on some tests. <laughs> it took me longer to prepare to cheat than it took me to study. And mm-hmm. so by the time I got, to, I got to the test, I was able to take it because I'd done all of my preparation <laughs> of minutely writing. <laughs> Been there, that gets you nowhere. Where yeah. the, even if you find that bit in the exams, <laughs> you're looking at it going like, how small did I write? I can't read shit. <laughs> right. So by the, and that was my issue. I can't read it. Or I did it in between my fingers, you know, where literally it couldn't be seen. And then I was sweating. So it was room. <laughs> <laughs> by my by my fifth high school DPAC, we were taking college entrance exams. And uh, mm-hmm. and they did them at our school, which uh, private schools don't do that. You go to a third place and go take it. And yeah. uh, and I sit down and these two guys sit down next to me. And, and I'm like, hey, what's going on, guys? And they're like, nothing, man. I hope you don't mind. We look over your work. And I go, you want to cheat off of me? Are you kidding me? I'm the one that cheats off of other people. And they go, now you went to private school. We know you're going to do fine. (laughs) And I didn't, I didn't really think about it, but as far as testing went, I am not Mm -hmm. a person who is nervous about tests. So I, I really do score pretty well because I just eliminate what doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, I, it isn't that I knew, I just knew what it wasn't. And and yeah, I guess they, they were right to cheat off of me. How sad is that? And I was like a C student. I wasn't even an A student ever. I want to go track down these two blokes and see what the hell they're up to in life what right now. Doing? <laughs> you know, I I will honestly say, and this and this this was the truth. There, somebody had made a quote that I read in the last couple of years, and they said maybe it was Einstein. You, if it's in a book, you don't need to memorize it. I'm pretty sure it was Einstein. And I always looked at it and go, yeah, I've got the reference material. I just need to mark it. Why do I need to know this word for word? Which I was an actor. I knew how to do that. I knew how to create a script. I knew how to get the words to sit in my head and how to make it work. But why? I mean, literally, how how many times do I need to do that with something from uh, geometry or algebra? I mean, really? Note cards. I'm, I mean, I'm good with that in a debate. Note cards. But I, so I had that that short view a long time ago. I know half the people in India that'll listen to this go, "Oh my God, that's why they're failing." That's why. 
think about it, Sean. During my uh, when I was studying in Oklahoma, there was one time a surprise test, and we could use all the books that we had. Right. And one of my friends, she looked over and she was like, Deepak, do you know where this is? Because <laughs> none of us had opened up. <laughs> no one knew where the hell to look for the answers. <laughs> like we would That's... read one question and I'll look around and right. be like, does anyone know which chapter this comes from? <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's I'm embarrassed for them on that one. I always mm -hmm. read my stuff. I just, uh, the monotony outside of language, like language, in Spanish, I could do 20 words a day with no problem. And then everyone around me spoke Spanish. So it reiterated what I was studying. And, mm. and that worked for me. And history, I was always interested in because I could make a movie out of it in my head. You know, yeah. I mean, you and I would both make scripts out of it. How would that person actually have said that? Because this isn't what they said. Not under <laughs> pressure or under fire. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like the whitewashed version. Actually, right. the, the, maybe it's the most sanitized version because whitewash sounds like the British just painted over it with white people well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> both, both of those might be right. Let's just go with a little bit of <laughs> mm -hmm. sanitized and whitewash, Sean. <laughs> That's oh what God. history. Oh my. <laughs> well, you know they they kind of are, and I know we've discussed this in the past. My big deal with Native Americans is none of us got to hear their side of the story till the internet came. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so have you and I ever talked about Killers of the Flower Moon that's coming out in a month? We have, briefly. Okay. But it's about right. a month ago or something when we first heard about the movie and stuff. Eh? Okay, now that we're getting closer, um, mm -hmm. I, I know I may have mentioned that my in-law side of the family were from that city. And I'm yep. getting more and more concerned that we're going to look <laughs> like the bad people. <laughs> I'm not sure um, I'm concerned. I believe I know. I believe I know. <laughs> this is going to be some terrible thing where I'm going to watch it and be like, that goddamn Sean Cummings and his right. family. Well, <laughs> now, I would like to, well, I want to point out to everybody, it's not my family. It's my mm. kids, mom's family. My yeah. family did enough damage on their own. We we don't need to add to that one. But yeah. <laughs> and, and so I keep seeing these trailers for it and I'm like, Oh, these stories sound familiar. Oh, these sound... <laughs> Weirdly enough, you know, like this is probably the first time if a lot of people watched that movie in India, they would learn about the city that I've lived in for almost 15 years right. of my life. <laughs> and they'll be like, yeah, is that not the way to learn? And I'll be like, oh, shut up, people. <laughs> did you no, see the timestamp? <laughs> right. I, I did tell you my cousin from London when I moved here, literally said hey you got to be careful you know the the indians are still pretty upset and i was like what do you what do you mean well you know sean that you know there's an occupation there and i go that occupation's been going on for a hundred and something years or i think we're to the next level they're reoccupying the lands that were taken so mm -hmm. it's they got they got better lawyers <laughs> is that the thing where we discussed this where you told you where you said they hired white lawyers and that's why they do so yeah. well nowadays in court well so if you think about it if you are in leadership of another country that's been defeated you know you do your final um argument over where your people are going to be displaced because that's where it works worldwide we're not special here um and then after you sit around generation after generation and watch how these other people are prolific or do better or grow better, you go, huh, okay, well, I, 
Evidently, it's all about the lawyers. I need their lawyers. Think about Donald Trump not being in prison. Yeah. And it isn't that, that he gets the best lawyers. He understands the law game. And, and when he originally was in office, I go, oh, my God, we're just going to be in a never ending court battle with this guy. And he doesn't mind. He knows 50 percent of the time he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he really does. It's 50 percent. And <clears throat> how do you argue with that? If, if you've if anyone that's ever been in court and seen a jury that wasn't smart enough to get out of jury duty, do you really want them deciding your future? Yep, think about it. My immigration attorney, yep. even my attorney at the software company, <laughs> they're all white, Sean. <laughs> right. Well, and it isn't. So for me, if I was doing a child custody case, you want a female because they're thinking so mm-hmm. much further ahead. Um, if I was doing a, a criminal law, I more than likely want somebody of color. If you, If I look like this, I want yep. somebody that doesn't look like me <laughs> taking care of it. <laughs> Because then we really do look like the system's rigged as soon as we, we both walk in. Now, I don't care if they're sitting second chair or something like that. But, yeah, I'm, I want somebody who knows the judge. Look, it, it all comes down to relationships. It isn't about you going in and winning a case. It's about does the judge trust that you're presenting an honest case about your client or are you just getting paid? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're bad. I, not every judge is that way. I, we had a guy here. So a friend of mine's son got himself into trouble during Black Lives Matter protests. And uh, he went out one night, a bit of a a, a mental state, and decided that he was going to fake shoot at some police so they would kill him and he would die by what's called suicide by cop. And he did a terrible... Yeah, he did a terrible job of it and they didn't kill him. And he's in jail and he still hasn't been um, mentally evaluated and it's over two and a half years. We're, We're doing well here. Uh, really, we are, yeah. Uh, Two and a half and years, and he's nothing's been done. About uh, even to even say that he's uh, capable of going to trial, but they've given him offers like thirty years, forty years, and everything. And you're like, folks, he was trying to commit suicide. He didn't shoot at anybody. Yes, it looks bad on paper because he intended to make them do this. But the but the system itself, he's been in front of judges that were absolutely only worried about their political career. I was in the room. I, I saw it. And they would say, yeah, but if I let him out and he does something, I'm finished. Which is probably true. Right. It'll get used against you. And then he had judges that were the most considerate, kind people you've ever seen in your life that literally postponed. He goes, I want to go into the back and I want to read this login and make sure this is what applies. And I was like, wow. And that guy actually kind of it went against him, ruled against him. But I was okay with it because he took the time. Yeah. No weird? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, two and a half years, no mental evaluation. Yeah, let's. Uh... But you want to put him in jail for 30 years. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's awesome that they give you a deal even without evaluating your mental health. Like, here you go. Right. Are you okay with spending 30 in here? <laughs> right. And if, because you know, if you go in front of a jury, they're going to give you life and you go, maybe, but maybe we get the mental evaluation at that point. It's, we're, 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 and this is a lot of America. It's not just here. And I'm sure in India, some countries are worse about prisons than others. Like Mexico, you Mm. really do not want to be in prison in Mexico unless you're a drug lord. You know, then you get to build your, build your own wing. (laughs) Do you get to build Mm. your own wing over there if you're rich enough? I'm pretty sure, but nobody gets to look behind those walls, so you'll never know what's going on in there. Like, I've heard these horror stories where you can actually 
pay i'm not sure that it's true so nobody fucking write yeah. me <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you don't need a letter <laughs> you could actually pay people to go in on your behalf so the count oh. in the jail doesn't like change it doesn't change so, yeah mm -hmm. you used to be able to do that here you know back yeah. back in the old days yeah somebody and the mafia used to do it weirdly enough they would send somebody forward mm -hmm. to do a plea deal even though they knew it was somebody else. And that person would give them a couple hundred thousand dollars to take care of their family. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's going fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I like that it's a blind panic all the time when we have to talk about something and we're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Leave us alone. Yeah, yeah, good. Everything's fine. The uh, What else is going on in my world up here, man? I, um, the, we did halfway to St. Patrick's Day, so I have to tell you about this stuff. So anybody oh, yeah. that owns an Irish Irish pub, you need to like uh, do a hashtag Irish pub India because mm -hmm. halfway to St. Patrick's Day was almost as big as St. Patrick's Day. Um, oh, wow. You know, we didn't do anything outside because vetoes needed to be open. But when mm -hmm. we opened the doors, there were 50 people outside, which fills my whole place. And it was mm -hmm. packed like that for seven hours. And everybody wants a reason to go have fun. But we originally created it because the yeah. state fair was going on at this time. And we just needed something to build up a weekend. So two college football home games in the state fair. Ordinarily, you could just close and leave and nobody would even notice. Instead, yeah. we had that big, huge uh, monster weekend. Isn't that crazy? That's Pretty awesome. <laughs> I didn't see the uh, pictures you posted of the... Guinness machine. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> that so it does you don't want too much black in the background. Otherwise, you know, it's it's basically pencil stenciling with uh malt, not with cocoa, but with malt. And it works, okay. it works pretty well. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. <laughs> Every gimmick helps, brother. Every, I'm not above a gimmick. I am not above <laughs> it. Hell yeah. I should tell the local Irish bar here <laughs> that they're basically called the local. That's the name. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the correct name. Mm -hmm. Like if 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 I would have done this right, it would have been called the local, and then yeah. you know just with my name under it, like by and, Sean and, Cummings, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good for them. Well, they knew somebody from actually in Ireland. Then. Mm -hmm. Good. Wow. I'd hang out there. <laughs> that's the place where tonight hopefully i'm gonna do some open mic stuff just testing out a new set <laughs> well let's give us a little sample mm -hmm. give us a sample say uh, i don't have it all completely like um, <laughs> if, you, if you look at this you'll see how yeah. badly it's written out <laughs> like check this shit out it looks like the oh, journal, of a, journal of a serial killer or the unabomber type <laughs> shit <laughs> That's how I write crap. <laughs> this is this is my manifesto. You will listen to me. God, you should start out and open with that. <laughs> this is my manifesto. You will listen to me. We had a guy years ago. We did open mic at, I don't even remember which place. And he would get up and read other people's jokes. But he was great at it. It was amazing. Nice. He was like, look, they, they didn't do this joke right. So I'm just going to read it to you my way. Instead of going to court and getting a bad read, he did a good read on everybody's stuff. It was, yeah. it was it was a fascinating lack of waste of time. And what I mean by that is, like, he didn't work on it. You know, he used color-coded pens to show where the inflection should go up and down. 
Do you know, in my little scribble paper, there are things that are marked that says, try not to say fuck here. <laughs> Don't use the word C-U-N-T, right? <laughs> there was a guy, so you... uh, there is a local comic here who had like a really cool opening bit, okay? It's almost like uh, when, say, you're the restaurant owner and someone's parked in a douchey little way, you'll come in and you take the mic and you announce, right? Hey, the car number so and so, can you please go move your car? So he goes on right. stage and he's like, Hey, the person in the red Mercedes car number so and so, um, I think you're parked downstairs. By the way, I'm free for adoption, is what his set starts off with. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Smith. I'll give him a shout out for the sole reason that I said the yeah. most of the joke. But it's a really cool beginning okay, to it because you basically think it's a right. fucking announcement because that's what I thought when I right. put my head up. <laughs> wow. Okay, so here's another one for you. Do you ever? Does anybody ever eat in a place where they come out and call your name? Like, you know, D-Pack for two, D-Pack for two? Yeah, there Never are places like that. that do that. Mm -hmm. There are. So if anybody's familiar with that, you just pick out your favorite adverb or adjective, you know, insolence for two, <laughs> insolence for two. <laughs> <laughs> just start walking around the stage. Whenever you get back mm -hmm. up to the mic, you use a different adverb or adjective. <clears throat> it is a good way to test if that works in a market because you only do it once or twice. And in 30 seconds, you know, either get light chuckles or, or good laughs. And then you roll into your, roll into your deal. Yeah. Like this bit is like really, <laughs> sort of, I'm basically just starting with some weird advert that I saw the other day on TV, which is, for a gym, I'm not sure whether the name is good. It's called Cult Fitness, which is a very stupid oh, name, okay? I'm like, dude, yeah. come on. Throw how much of a money wow. you want. Did y'all not even bother opening a fucking dictionary and looking up this full right. word type shit? That's how annoyed I am with those ads. And the wow. guy in the ad basically comes on and says something like, uh, fitness, what's your excuse? And I'm like, well, dude, I have a job and two time zones. I have bills to pay. I have loans to keep up with, credit card <laughs> payments. Plus, in the end of the day, all I want to do is drink some beer and smoke a cigarette while I'm free. So those are my excuses. I'm not some actor oh who gets God. paid for the shit type. Of so that was kind okay. of what I was thinking of doing in the to... beginning. <laughs> dude, that's great. That works. Okay, so... If you're going to do that, you just need to have a pair of glasses. And when you're one character, have them on and then take them off when you're the other <laughs> character. It works. Should I do the douchebag glass wearing move where I put it at the back there? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, had a, I had a deadpan bit called Bob's Bank. And we were having a banking crisis in America back in the 80s <laughs> when I was touring. So I wrote this deal about Bob's bank. And if you mm. want to make a deposit, you can just put it in my mailbox and I'll send, gladly send you a receipt with a beer. And I went on for two minutes on the dumbest shit you could ever have. <laughs> and it worked and it worked really well. I don't know if it worked today, but something like that, like that deal where the guy goes, what's your excuse, man? You're like, uh, let me let me get my manifesto. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I work too fucking much. I work in two different time fucking zones. I mean, you could have some uh, Lewis Black moments there that would be oh, yeah. awesome. The problem, the part where I changed it a little bit was after I talk about this entire list of responsibilities. 
I wouldn't just right. look at the crowd and be like, but there are actually good things in life, right? Like beer. Anyway, right. what I was saying was, it, like, I'm just going to be like, that's the only good thing in life, which is beer. <laughs> okay, so in the middle of that set, what you have to do is, I'm so fucking tired, I speak the wrong language to the wrong people. Mm -hmm. Give you another segue on, on stuff, because literally, you know, I, I run some weird hours, you run weirder hours than me. <laughs> And yeah. you got to change languages. I'm mostly in English. The only time mine gets messed up is if it's in Spanish. And I'm still fairly fluent. So yeah, I yeah. Had this, I, The other day when somebody was uh, asking me, is this how you actually sound? I was like, dude, you have to just listen to me while I'm in your restaurant. I have to live with this fucking accent. So leave <laughs> me the fuck alone. <laughs> That's when you got to tell them, you go, I go to Indian restaurants with my friend and I'm the asshole, not him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, do you remember the, the time guy. where one of our friends, like the guy, my friend Sahil from Malaysia was with yeah. us, and yeah. Sahil, the moment I walked up to the counter, he called you and he's like, tell fuck not to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fine, fuck you guys, I'm going to go sit down here. Yeah. Oh my God. I still remember going over to Abel's though, and I speak Spanish, and you're brown, and we still got sat in the white section. And I was so I disappointed, so disappointed. <laughs> And for those so of I you who don't know what that means, at Mexican restaurants, if you're sat in the white section, you get cheese sauce and shitty salsa. If you sit in the brown section, you get all the best food. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. I used to love that um, the yeah. taco that they used to make out of tongue out there. Yeah. Nice. Very, very nice. Lengua. Lengua. Like language. La lengua. I thought we were going to talk about something else. I know. Okay, well, fine. I'll I can do whatever you want to do, my man. <laughs> I am available. I'm just waiting for bread to cook. Yeah, your bread cooking story is the one that most people are fascinated about, that this is what we do while you're making bread. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you know what's interesting, though? Because people go, why do you make it? Why don't you have a cook to it? And I go, I don't know what the problem is. People can't make this bizarrely simple biscuit dough. And what it is, is in Ireland, everybody was so poor. They have, all of this stuff was made by hand. And it's not designed to be made in a machine. And so when when somebody who doesn't know what it's supposed to taste like goes, let me throw it in the machine for 15 seconds. You're like, no, God, no. And it, cause it comes out looking like white bread. And if it doesn't mm -hmm. look like a biscuit, it's not, not English biscuit, but um, if it doesn't look like an American biscuit, it doesn't work. No, like a scone. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it's a scone with gravy. So bad, but it's a story. <laughs> oh, I know. So that's what I do while we're here. But you know, the biggest thing that I do every morning is I clean the bathrooms, for lack of a better word, to keep my humility. And I, I always, <laughs> I would love to see the cringing on people's faces that they go, "No way, really." It's what mm -hmm. I do. It's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean, the last thing I have to tell you this morning when I was yes. driving somewhere, today is a festival, okay? It's like the oh, festival cool. of the Indian god Ganesh. It's the god with the elephant head. All right. So, so basically, there's like a festival you celebrate because he's considered like the remover of obstacles and stuff like that. Okay. And so all the streets were packed and I was driving <laughs> and <laughs> my mom was with me. Luckily, she wasn't paying attention to what I was mumbling. Because this guy cut me off and my window was down, but I was leaning toward the window and I 
clearly remember saying, <laughs> "Go eat a bag of dicks." Oh, <laughs> <to> that <laughs> okay, that's. And really... I looked at her to make sure that she didn't hear me, and she was like, she was right. in, in her own world. I was like, "Thank God." <laughs> okay, that's pretty. That's pretty solid. Okay, the um, I, I did hear a really amazing quote. Um, and I, it's, it's a really famous atheist that was talking to a, a Catholic priest. And, uh, and he said, you know, I think if there's anything that you could understand is why I'm an atheist being a Catholic. And the guy goes, what do you mean by that? And he goes, you are absolutely and utterly positive in your religion that the Quran is not the word of God. And he goes through all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you see the priest nod and he goes, and I feel the same way about your book. So we <laughs> should really be able to understand each other. And I was like, that may be very well be the best explanation I've ever heard. Isn't that crazy? You know, there is a weird way of saying that where the hell you're going to is not the hell that I think that you should go to because the hell <laughs> that I believe in is different. <laughs> hey, that, is pre- that is pretty good. That is pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Take us out, buddy. Okay, thank you all for joining us at the Villagers podcast. We have Sean on his way out to take, <laughs> check on his bread. <laughs> all right, man, have a like good day, subscribe. my friend. It was good to see you. All right, bye-bye. Bye.